everybody on the 28th day of the third month of the year. That would be March of 2016. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young for Hotline Monday. Hello, Justin. Oh, Scott. Man, we used to do a show called The Spoiler Show. I remember that. It was very infrequent. Yeah. And very often had hot take movie review opinions weeks, if not months, after the movies themselves had come out. Yeah. We morphed that into this show. Hotline Monday, a weekly podcast, the first that we've ever done on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Because we love doing that show so much, and we want an excuse to do it every week. And this, I believe, will be the first time that we fuse the energy from that original spoiler show (laughs) to our new flagship on Hotline Monday. Wasn't our very first episode Man of Steel? Am I remembering that right? If it wasn't the first, it was close to it. I think it was. I think Man of Steel was the first movie we did. Mm-hmm. And so how appropriate that we should come into this episode the weekend after the record-setting launch of the film Batman versus Superman. Uh, record-setting. Uh, apparently, it was lower than the projections at, at $166 million. Monster opening, but not as much as... Harry Potter and mm. the Deathly Hollows. Mm. I forget if it was one or two that uh, that made a little bit more uh, in 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 that weekend slot. Well, but, didn't didn't they also kind of have a bad pickup? So what you're supposed to do is have like two really good days, and then you get a lot of return people after that, and you can usually well, gauge yeah, that. I mean, so so that yeah, it had a huge steep decline uh, throughout the weekend. So Friday was big, Saturday was lower, Sunday was lower than they expected. But that's also Easter, so it's hard to take into it. Like really, the that that tale will be told next weekend yeah but enough of the finances let's make this very very clear let's dispel with this fiction that this will be something that you can listen to if you haven't watched the movie and you care about spoilers because this will be spoiler tastic we want everybody calling in do not worry about restrictions do not worrying about don't worry about spoiling it normally this is a current event show and we try to keep it clean not this time we are rolling dirty on this podcast when it comes to spoilers. Well, and for the record, the only real spoiler, as far as I'm concerned, in the entire film, okay, maybe two, but not even that one because it was already known that she was in the movie. So forget about the Wonder Woman bit. But there's one thing at the end that is the only real spoiler as far as I'm concerned. And if you are a comic book fan at all or understand how this stuff goes, it is not really a spoiler anyway because there's no way he's really dead or that he's not coming back. So so we'll get to all that, all right? He's dead, or maybe he's just uh, wanted to show off how cool he can levitate dirt. Or maybe he just wanted to show off that he could use the post office because he was with his mom the night before when he flew to Smallville to get a little monologue. Why didn't he just leave the ring with her then? Why would he mail a loose wedding ring? They come with boxes, Clark, unless he just bought them out the back of someone's truck. Uh so go ahead. The, the the number that you need to call is 801-895-4724. Doesn't change. Enter it in to your phone under Hotline Monday, and we have our first caller. We're off to the races. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Nashville, Illinois. Nashville, Illinois. I feel like we've, we've talked to you before, haven't we? You're yeah, right. you've talked to me before. We're, we're, ah, starting, sweet. To get our, we're starting to get our regulars here. Uh, like sir, <laughs> All right. Real quick, my, my input. Took the family there. I enjoyed it. My wife and daughter, they were falling asleep. I think the director was bipolar. It just maybe was three different films in one choice. Okay. All right. So, so Justin, let's discuss yeah. the direction for a second. Uh, this is We're talking about a guy, Zack Snyder, who's had, he's been a little hit and miss. His remake yeah. of Dawn of the Dead, pretty solid, I thought. Yeah. Uh, liked it. 300, kind of a revelation for its time. Pretty Loved good. It. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, t- t- told us. <laughs> and, that, uh, and then dot, dot, dot. Right. <laughs> and, ah, and I, I love Watchmen. Watchmen. Watchmen's sucker cool. Punch. Sure. Like, yeah. Sucker punch to the nards. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, it just kind of uh, uh, farts around from there. Man of Steel. Uh, and listen, you can listen to our thoughts on Man of Steel through the through the spoiler show. Mm-hmm. Uh I I I am reassessing how much I enjoy Zack Snyder's movies, and okay. and this is another example of it. Uh, it, it it's a very thin skinned movie. Not only are the characters very thin skinned, but the movie itself, when it repeatedly uh, goes 
out of its way to respond to the assertion that people are dying uh, as collateral damage mm. seems just a little weird. And I don't know whether or not that's like a studio note, that the studio was sensitive about it, that Snyder was sensitive about it, that Goyer was sensitive about it, the, the writer or Chris Terrio who came in later. Uh, but it's very surface level. Like, you just get Anderson Cooper saying, like, <laughs> oh, good thing it's uninhabited, as opposed to, you know, the characters caring. Yeah. I I, I feel like, uh, well, I felt like in Man of Steel, maybe it was the opposite, because I felt like Zack Snyder didn't have, or Goyer, doesn't have a grasp on what it means to have massive loss of life. That perhaps in 20, what was that movie, 14? In 2014 and now 2016, or was it 2013? Whatever it was. Yeah. No, uh, 2012. 2012. The movie where was it, it was... Was it 2012? Yeah, that was The Prophecy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did, did we do as many episodes of the spoiler cast that have been year number of years since that movie came out? That's insane. That's, it feels like yesterday. Anyway, so uh, I don't think he has a good grasp of what it means to cause mass uh, destruction and, and and the massive loss of life. And I think human culture is in a place right now, and I don't mean just in light of recent events, but when we see destruction on a massive scale, we no longer just chalk it up to, to uh, it's a movie and who cares and brush it off. I feel like we've seen enough real dirt in this world to, to be sensitive to that. And sensitive in a way that I don't mean like, well, don't show it to me. I want to be politically correct and never see anything scary again. I just mean calling it for what it is say yeah that's massive it's terrible it's bad don't just ignore that you did it so that was tone deaf in my opinion in that movie swing yeah. forward a few years and now we're in a place where it's like they were hammering it down our throats that people were dying getting blown up and killed but they were absolutely unwilling to show any of that and i don't need it to be gratuitous but there was hardly any sort of mass destruction outside of the intro with the uh, um with with uh, uh, affleck running around town seeing what was going on with his odd fight Outside of that, which we'd already seen, there wasn't any of that. The explosion in the courthouse, okay, maybe. Maybe that was a little... Oh, oh wait, the, the courthouse? Yeah. In the Capitol building of the United <laughs> States of America? The most brazen terrorist attack in the history of... Uh, I mean, like, this is on par with the aliens blowing up the White House in Independence Day with a laser beam, right? <laughs> to bring a bomb into the Capitol building and blow it up is horrifying. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, all right, we can get into Lex Luthor in a second, but let, here's what I want to ask you on this topic. Do you feel so that there was any more humanity mm -hmm. in this movie, despite the fact that they make efforts to blow up gigantic buildings and uh, huge fuel tankers away from people, or at least what characters in authority positions are saying is away from people often hilariously uh do you feel that there is any more humanity to the movie okay so they would attempt it occasionally they would go this is terrible what he's doing alfred i need to go in there and solve this okay well all right that comes from a place of wanting to do the right thing and try to say well humanity is going to stand up to this alien and we're not going to let him do what he did here like at least at least Batfleck is acknowledging what had been perpetrated, right? And therefore going after him for those reasons. But then it would just flake away. Like that fight between those two, which was pretty yeah. brutal and hardcore, what broke it up and what made him be buddies? Finding out that both their moms share the same first name. And it, and it literally made me laugh out loud to the point of like, it was like he said, dude, your mom's name is Martha? No way. So is my mom. We should be friends and go fight the Zod creature together. Scott, I have been teasing online the moment that made me tear up laughing. Is this the and one? That is it. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't mean to steal it from you. I didn't know. You know, you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> Deus Ex Martha. The entire movie. It's called Batman v Superman. And it hinges on the fact that their moms are named the same thing. Now, Batman, earlier in the film, if it's 1% chance that he could kill the world, yeah. it's 100% certainty that we need to stop him. He, <laughs> Batman then, or sorry, Superman at that point comes and tells Batman to stop being Batman, poses a physical threat 
to him personally. And upon realizing that they're both named, uh, mobs named Martha, it could not get more funny if it were a Lego Batman scene where they try to outsize Batman's mommy and daddy's boy issues, right? Yeah, yeah. no, you're not wrong. Let's see if this caller agrees. Who, best friends? Who, <laughs> who's, on the, uh, who's on the line? And then I want to get back to this. Who's here? Who's this? Hey, it's Blake from Philly. Hey, Blake. Phil, Philly represent broad shoulders and all that. What's going on? Uh, well, okay. I, I totally agree with this point because I think this kind of stems to a larger issue. And my main complaint, because I, I like Man of Steel uh, more than a lot of people, but I was expecting a lot like this a lot more than I did. And I really hated the fact that they wasted so much potential just shoving Death of Superman and Dark Knight Returns, just putting them into a blender and, you know, fucking... They're, putting whatever's out and they they just reduced every element to like a five minute clip like they could have had a really good discussion about the morality of superman but they just interrupted it with a suicide bombing they could have had a really good analog of the fight in dark Knight returns mm -hmm. but they just interrupted it with oh man you're, you've got the same name as my mom oh man i'm totally <laughs> You know, All they, right, they could well, have really injected a lot of nuance into this, and they just didn't. They didn't do it. You're right. You're right. Thank you, caller. I'm going to say this to you, Justin. He, the lead up to what – here's the thing. Those things were all moments of possibility. When he is standing in that court, there's a chance for us to address yeah, the issue. This is a congressional hearing. This is not a court, right? This is a, a – a, all everybody who's talking to him are, are elected Congress people. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're doing a hearing. You're right. So they're doing some kind of hearing. There's a chance for him to say his piece, to express who he is. He's still trying to grapple with that. His mom says, be a hero or don't. You don't owe anything to them, which, again, I would argue is totally outside of her character. But whatever. That's fine. This is a, this is a cinematic universe. They can kind of do what they want to do. But when you, when you have all of that potential and then, boom, everyone dies before... He can, he, anyone gets to have a say about any of this sort of moral stuff. And then later, same kind of thing happens. A real moral question gets posed and it gets, uh, it gets shattered by something dumb like your mom's name is Martha. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like that part is so freaking dumb that it did. I mean, so. I, uh, well, let's, let's also not skip over the fact that the explosion on Capitol Hill is perpetrated by Lex Luthor <laughs> without any guile. It is very obvious that the explosion is from the wheelchair that he has publicly provided to this guy. Yep. It's not like he tried to frame Superman with it. And right. he was just like, oh, no, wait. Like, uh, Superman's the one that blew up Capitol Hill. Everybody <laughs> hates Superman. No, it's just, no, I'm a terrorist. I'm a gigantic terrorist, and I've just committed the biggest terrorist attack on uh, American soil. Well, wasn't ever. his his motivation was because uh, freaking what's her name, uh, Freaky Friday lady? Can't think of her name all of a sudden. Actress, big actress, been around forever. Oh, oh raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah her Molly Holly Hunter. Holly, oh, yeah. Holly. Oh, hey, what's that voice? And, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Brian Ibbett, Everybody, I'll just chime in with uh, with with the actors. We can't remember names. Though. Okay, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. So, uh, Brian, you saw this on Sunday yesterday. I did. Yes, it was my Easter treat. Yeah. Was seeing uh, Batman versus Superman. Sorry, Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah. Batman, Veronica, and Superman. So no, it was really, it was really, really great that you got to go see it on Easter because I don't know if you picked up on it, but there were a lot of Jesus allegories. In <laughs> Very. I thought you were going to say there were a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Did you know it's about Jesus? Because <laughs> you know I could have used more monologues about it. There were some people pissed about that, but I'd like to hear your take. You held back I, this I'm morning. The, the, the passion of the Christ had less religious allegories <laughs> than Batman v Superman. <laughs> so what do so you think, Ibit? So I, have, I just have uh, three really quick points that I'm going to bring up. Number one, uh, do either of you guys remember what comic book Batman premiered in, what the name, like what, what he first appeared in? Uh, yes, it was Detective Comics. Correct. You don't, I don't care about the number. Okay. Detective Comics. Batman is a detective, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. He was a detective in Dark Knight. He was a detective in, uh, in uh, uh, you know, all of the Christian Bale movies. So why wasn't he the one dealing with the bullet and trying to figure out where it came from? They could have easily, you know, worked it so he found the bullet and was trying to trace it with Alfred's help to try and determine where it came from. So you're saying that she shouldn't have been working with that guy from the terrible Matrix sequels <laughs> about where that bullet came from, and instead that bullet should have ended up in the hands of... Oh. 
Uh, Mr. Blacklist. Mr. Blacklist, yeah. This is a movie that stopped production halfway through so they could do rewrites. Uh, You know, it's supposed to come out a year before that it came out. Um, You know, so I, I, I think... Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. He does do a little detectiving, you know, and and very little with the dude, right? The uh, the the fight uh, fight club scene. Again, fight shoot, fight felt scene. like it was. Oh, no, no. Well, he goes to Lex Luthor's uh, party and 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 plugs hmm. a thing and do his thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. That's... And then writes the most return happy email to Wonder Woman, <laughs> who has email. By the way, uh, oh, by the way, either after discovering that Lex Luthor has designed the logos for all of the Justice League, yeah. or those are the default icons that come up during whatever OS he's using, and That's apparently right. everybody in the Justice League loves it so much they decided to put it on their uniform. Oh they yeah, just use that uh, Aquaman logo, and yeah, brilliant. Speaking uh, of what took me out of the film, and then I'll let you go on big time about that operating system. I'm actually okay with fake operating systems in movies. Generally speaking, I'm like, so whatever, yeah. it's fine. They're not going to they're not giving a free meal ticket to Microsoft or somebody by putting windows up there. But what bugs me is how these operating systems behave. So fine. Logos can deal with it. Fine. He designed all their character uh, uh, icons. Fine. Where I really fell apart was the mouse movement was not people moving a mouse around. Mm-hmm. It was this slow, it's like, flash. Yeah. yeah, like a flash animation. I did that in a flash demo where I had to have an arrow go from like, <laughs> click this field, now go down and click this field, and it looked just like I that. I hate that so much, dude. I thought I was going to freaking die. All right, I didn't mean to interrupt. You had another, you had another point to make. Oh yeah. my God, that was such a good point. Yeah. Um, the other, the other uh, another complaint was the fan service was almost too obscure. So, one of the uh, hinging moments in the film was this dream sequence right in the middle that um, oh the Mad Max sequence yeah. when he falls asleep waiting for the uh, his his Wait. OS to decrypt. Wait, do you mean the uh, the the uh, I guess that would be the fourth dream sequence, right? Yes, which by the way you might not remember as being the fourth because it comes after another dream sequence. <laughs> They are back to back. Like Drake wrote the script. They're going well, back to back. Well, back- hold on, because I think what you're describing as the fourth is really what I'm saying was the thing that happens after the third and was not a dream sequence. So he wakes I, up afterward, though. After after the the uh, after the, the visitor from the future, which I guess is supposed to be the Flash, right? I assume so. What? Hold on, that's the Flash. See? Oh shit. <laughs> And that's a and that's a very I had I didn't find out it was the Flash until I did a little bit of looking online to say all right who's the dude that visits is it, is it Rip Hunter is it uh, Batman from the future Batman wakes he wakes up after that after that second yes uh, maybe I was asleep wait did he really he woke up after that yes that was a dream then is portrayed as back-to-back dreams. He has the 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 big action oh, post-apocalyptic those. dream right. where, where Superman's evil. Desert right? with the omega symbol which is what dark side is that right? Is that the yeah. the dark side thing? Okay. okay. Again, very obscure fan reference. And oh, also, way, yeah, not so, so obscure by the way. Let me just I don't I, I need to trample on that for a second. Such an obscure fan reference, but so specific for Batman to dream about. That right. Are we saying Batman's a prophet? Is he Th- prophetic? Yeah. Right. Are we yeah, saying as point. a prophet and can see the future of Mad Max future? Where, by the way, XL Junkie, who did all the music for Mad Max, did the music for that sequence, which I think is hilarious. Oh, really? That is hilarious. Uh, he, I, I looked all that up. It's crazy. Him and Hans Zimmer split work on the entire film. Anyway, uh, or Junkie XL, not XL Junkie. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, oh, the obscurity yeah. So of if the he, yeah, yeah. So if he's a prophet and can see that future, and now he's a prophet because he can prophetically see flash trying to reach through a time hole at him right yeah. now you see Justin. i told you it was going to happen to me i i came in here liking it more than you and i'm getting pissed <laughs> oh because there was no payoff to that right you know, i mean speaking of, of of obscure scenes uh everybody remember how excited you were to see jimmy olsen become part of the part of the canon Oh yeah, the, the oh. photographer. Yeah, I saw that, and then I because they still had Janie Olsen or whatever her name is. Jenny was it Jenny? Yeah. No, no, no. Jimmy Olsen apparently is going uh, across the world. God, no, well, though no, they don't have beats at the Daily Planet. Uh, uh, beep, 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 beep. Incoming former journalism person's going on a rant. They don't have beats at the Daily Planet. Apparently, yeah. they. Just, 
Barry White wanders around. You're on sports. You're on lifestyle. You're on <laughs> Tim Collin. It's on on the, the local sports team. Who do the obituaries, Clark? Uh, oh no, Jimmy Olsen. You go ahead across. God knows what Lois Lane's beat is. You go across the world so you could inter interview some warlord. Jimmy Olsen. Oh, no, no, no. Bring some Lycra camera that a Brooklyn hipster would wander <laughs> around. The Red shirt photographer. Um, no, sure. Not a digital camera like is the industry standard. Please go ahead and take this old ass film camera. <laughs> and then he turns out to be a CIA agent for uh, what reason? No reason. What? Whose side is he on? Is he really? I mean, he, he is really a CIA agent because he does the super heroic, like, it's not her, it's me, and then gets murdered. Yeah, but didn't, she didn't call him Jimmy, did she? No, it's in the credits. Oh, it's in the credits? Yes. Oh, really? that, that pisses yes. me off. Oh, that's, yeah. Because they've already I, got a Jenny Olsen. We, you already did your little funny gender swap, and you already did your Samuel L. Jackson's a black guy moment. Be done. You can uh -huh. flip it around and be done. You don't have to make another Jimmy. Lawrence Fishburne and you're racist. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean him. I meant, what did I mean? I meant that like the way they made uh, Nick Fury black, which sure. is fine with me. I don't have a problem with it. But my point is you make that movie. You don't suddenly have another Nick Fury show up in the movie. Who's who's not. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. No, I hey, listen, man. I'm with you. I'm just saying Jimmy Olsen's in the movie and everyone in the DC universe is very excited about it. Uh, caller, where are you, where are you uh, calling from? Hello. They can hear us ranting. Hello. Oh, hi. Who's this? <laughs> it's Doug. Oh, hi. Hey, Doug. I got to get you out of my other ear. Yeah, that's a problem. That's the way it works in the uh, the, the the flashy world of Hotline Monday. What's uh, what's going on? What's your take? What's your hot lick? Holy crap! You know, I was why I was out in the sunny day. I could barely see the screen, and somehow this came on. <laughs> I'm just I'm. But I love you guys. Uh, I'll have to see if I can wing something here. All right. What do you? What's... But I'm in Pork Aquitlam. I'm in Port Coquitlam, Canada. You know the place with the money, with the you know the whole yeah, thing. the holes in it. Sure, the toonies. Yeah, you get the toonies sure. up there. Yeah, yeah. So did, 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 I just want to say hi on a sunny yeah. day. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. I, I like to wish you a happy sunny day too. You want to know what? That's a good palate cleanser. I'm excited that that caller called in because I would like to say what I liked about the movie all right i'm this is i this i need to hear because maybe you can bring me back from the brink i've said this before i will say this again all y'all need to apologize to ben affleck he was great ben affleck is the best thing in this movie hands down yep, yep. and despite the fact that i now have no interest in a justice league movie i have very little interest in the wonder woman movie i am very excited for a, a Ben Affleck scripted and directed Batman movie. Whoa, is that confirmed? Like really is that cool. a, is that a thing? That's been the rumor for 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 a while. And I don't know. I don't know what's confirmed and what's not. Say what you want about his body of work, but if you've seen The Town or you've seen uh, that other Argo or any of his work where he's been directing, writing, and kind of behind the scenes kind of guy and acting, those are those are good. Those are great movies. Like yeah. that is like genuinely good. Good stuff. Now well, I like, cover Coverville. Uh, Brian, call back in uh, and 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 give us your third point. But first, oh, we got did I miss the third point? Crap! Yeah, he never, he never, he never got his, got his third point in. Caller, oh. go ahead. Yeah, who's this? Hey, hey guys, it's uh, it's Ian. I am Sci-Fi from Brooklyn. Oh, hey man, nice uh, to uh, Brooklyn represent. Jeez, that's great. Home of the Liker cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Portland of the East. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, I, so yeah, I saw it on Saturday. I saw Batman v Superman on Saturday. And, uh, I think my major problem with it is I felt like it was like lacking in major like story structure. Mm. Like I just felt like scenes just sort of existed as opposed to actually going from the next scene to the next scene to the next scene. And it was really frustrating. Mm. So Jerry, what's your, what do you think about the way it was? Let's talk about the craft, the, the actual crafted film because the story's a mess. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think a lot of the reason why the story is a mess is because we don't really know what these characters are. Uh, you know, the, uh, a lot of people have defended Man of Steel uh, on the idea that Superman doesn't know who Superman is yet. Mm -hmm. So you might expect that in this version of the world that Superman knows more about who he is. Well, he keeps right? tickling it. And I think they meant us to know. They meant us to think that at the end there that he knew in his okay. final act of sacrifice. But, but that's fine. Right. Like. What is the point of contrasting and comparing 
Batman versus Superman, if Batman knows exactly who he is and he's uh, th this weather-beaten old hero, and Superman's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll be a dentist, maybe I'll be an actor, I don't know. I'm like, maybe, I don't, is good bad or is bad good? I don't know. <laughs> Check out my Tumblr. Like... <laughs> That, like, 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 it's not that it's even necessarily bad what he's saying. It just is hard to hang a story. It is hard to compare and contrast when you don't have two fixed points. Yeah. And, and so, therefore, when when we get this very rote, perfunctory series of grim shots of of Superman kind of frowning while he saves the day, or looking so unapproachably messianic that we can't read into what he thinks, uh, it's hard to create uh, chemistry in terms of a relationship with him and uh, Lois Lane. It's hard for us to root for him, and it's hard for us to understand what's different between him and Batman. Because if all they both are are rad people in fight scenes, mm. then they're the same character with different methods. Mm. Yeah, and one of them a lot of people aren't happy about is Batman's methods. Let's uh, ask this caller what they think of the methods of the movie. Who's this? This is Wynn from California. Hello, it's nice to have you here. What's on your mind? Uh, we just want to throw out there, Jerry brought up uh, Affleck doing the in independent uh, Batman movie. What about Kevin Smith writing and directing it? Cause those two are really good friends. Yeah, they're old pals, and there was a lot of rumors about uh, Batman being penned by him at some point, or something. No, Superman was being written by him. Right. Oh, back in the day. Back way, in, way, way, way back in the like, Nicolas Cage thing they were doing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Go watch Tusk and then and, and tell me how excited you are about Kevin Smith. Right? I, I haven't <laughs> seen Tusk. Is Tusk bad? <sighs> I mean, and, and apparently Yoga Hosers is, is kind of more be, uh, bat uh, poop crazy kind of stuff at the same. I love Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is one of the most influential writers uh, that uh, through my adolescence, but I don't know if he, he has... His work has necessarily aged super well. I love his him his work as a podcaster, though. Yeah. Call, go ahead. Hey, it's uh, Gabe from San Francisco. Hello, Gabe. What's going on? Pretty good. I just want to say uh, three quick things about uh, the movie. One, not enough dream sequences, if you ask me. <laughs> Two, uh, I don't think I've had a movie made me feel so many emotions in quite a long time. Uh, scared, confused, hopeful, and at the end, disappointed. And lastly... Um, I take friends who really aren't big into comic books and these actually seem to enjoy it more than people who are fans of that kind of stuff. Ah, so, so that's, that's a really good third point. I think we should talk about this a little bit. Um, my kids, so here's some new, here's another perspective. My yeah. kids who I went with really enjoyed it. They don't think it's perfect. They like me rate it higher than age of Ultron, lower than just about any other hero, comic book movie. Um, maybe on par with Man of Steel. I don't know. I could give or take on that. Uh, but but we enjoyed it on, on a couple of levels. There's some fan service in there that is fun. My daughter's really jazzed about what a Wonder Woman movie and her own franchise could be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's you could look at it both ways. I'm either thankful she was barely in this or I'm disappointed that she was in it so little. I think I lean more toward glad that she just had this one little bit to do because let's not spend all our money in one day, you know, let's, let's let her have her time. Let's see what something with different writers, different directors. And she, she, she comes out re re relatively well because her story is very simple and sure. not crazily overcomplicated like everything else. Except when the more you look at it, the more you're like, wait, she has email. Wait a minute. She's really satisfied by the fact that Batman sent her in an attachment. Does she like think that attachments are real pictures and that she now has the only copy? Uh, why does Batman use so many returns to dramatically space his email? So it, it reads uh, more dramatically effective. Well, he did some nice, font formatting and uh, some really <laughs> yeah. sweet stuff. Um, uh, uh, anyway. I wanted her to keep scrolling and then at the end it just have that like Hotmail is a free service that, you know, <laughs> like one of those little... <laughs> that would have been great. But 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 the point is we walked out having had a good time and I did too. It was, it was, there were lots of holes for me, lots of problems, lots of misgivings. There were just a couple of moments I liked. Uh, again, Ben Affleck's Batman, despite some of the crap dialogue and the weird plot twist for him was yeah. effective as Bruce Wayne. He's he is a fine Batman and I am excited about what the future may hold for a Batman franchise where he is Batman. I also think the only levity of any uh belief for me came out of Alfred. I think that Jeremy Irons was great 
it's a different take on Alfred, yet somehow like, very classic. He's got nine lines, though. Like, you know, he's oh, yeah. literally just there to be. If, 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 if in the comics, Batman talked to a soda machine, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it would be the same thing, right? It's not like he has any arc or like he has any thing. Like, you know, like Michael Caine as Alfred in the Nolan verse had his own kind of stories and you got a sense of who he was, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there really wasn't a whole lot of that for Jeremy Irons. There are maybe five laughs in this entire movie, but I, I, I don't think it's a surprise that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, there is, I, I think teenagers like 13 to 17 is right in that wheelhouse, right? Yeah. Like they're going to love this. Uh, and, and you could say that there is an adolescent kind of writing, uh, uh, to this th this movie. Yeah, and it made a bunch of money, even though it didn't quite hit those numbers. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? Calling from Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona, the hottest yeah. place on Earth. Good to have you here. What's going on, human living in an oven where human beings shouldn't survive? <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be 60 tomorrow. It's all crazy, cloudy, and windy today. No, oh, weird. My, my take was, uh, I, I, I thought we were promised not to have another Batman origin, and I know they kind of did it like shorthand. I mean, is that like next time they're just going to kind of show a couple, uh, you know, fine uh, videos of the, the tents getting <laughs> murdered in the alley and then go into like the actual story? Cause I love it, that it, idea. I love that idea of a Vine uh, video see, of the uh, of the this death. Time he levitated. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 opening his arms as if to imitate the pose of uh, Christ. You know, I don't know. Again, I, I think it's really subtle. Uh, that you really want to go ahead and understand how many Christ illusions they have in this movie. You know, yeah. just just count them up. Another faith-based movie out there in the mainstream. Uh, here's here's something about that. I, I this is this is Batman v Superman. God is not dead. Three. <laughs> All right. So so let's talk about that origin real quick because I did want to mention it. And I'd forgotten about it. I was immediately irritated, and my daughter leaned over to me and she goes, "Are they really going to tell this again?" And she's 18 and been through this enough to even she's complaining. I said, yeah, we're probably going to have to watch his parents die. And I'll bet. And I even said, I'll bet somebody's pearls get yanked off and like scattered oh, all over the street. Oh, you know, the pearls would, would <laughs> right behind the barrel. If you tried to do that, Cirque du Soleil performers tried to do that a thousand times. They might get it 10. Yeah, if they're lucky. So then uh, here's a nice little uh, little insert, though, for people who are paying attention. Martha and I forget Bruce's dad's name. Bill Joe, what is it? Uh, yeah, Billy Joe John. Billy Joe, <laughs> Billy Joe Brenner Hyman. Yeah, Fartnuckler the third. He's in there, and he is played by the guy who is in next season's Walking Dead and probably in the finale this year playing Negan from the comic. Yeah, the wife Martha is played by the girl who plays Maggie on the entire run of the show The Walking Dead. So you've got Maggie what? and Negan together. I, I don't think there's any kind of connection to The Walking Dead I, other than that both actors from the show. I don't think there's any reference to it or they're not trying to like be a little Easter egg or anything. But for whatever reason, I got a kick out of that. The fact that it was Maggie and oh, Negan. Because they shot in Atlanta, right? Yeah, and they probably were just there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. So that now that you said that, that's probably the only reason. So there was a night, that was a nice little thing to just say, oh, hey, Carter, by the way, these two are in The Walking Dead together. She goes, great, Dad. I don't watch zombie shows. I said, all right, let's keep going. And then we got to see him get shot again. And I went, oh, my gosh, they really are doing this again. And then when he started rising up, didn't that end up being a dream, though? That was a dream. One of the dream sequences that is that the bats were. Yeah, four dream sequences <laughs> and a waking fantasy. Yeah. Because I guess they're like, oh, geez, we can't have this Paw Ken scene be a dream, too. Five's too much. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I love Kevin Costner, but I forgot about that. Yeah, no, he walks up and you're like, oh my God, another dream sequence? Holy and then shit. you're like, oh no, don't worry, guys. This is just a waking fantasy. Caller, go ahead. Hey, guys, it's Preparation Aids from the Tadpool. Hey, Colin man. From Boston. You, you bring soothing relief to my uh, polyps. Ooh. How you doing? Yes. So I got, a, I got a little take, what I think would make it, this movie, a little bit better. Yeah. If it stuck to just being a Batman movie, mm. I think that would have helped if it didn't. Well, how do you, how do you mean? Like, the, you, you think it just starts out and stays a Batman movie and, and, and Superman's there. You mean just eliminate him altogether and just have this be about well, Lex Luthor? Have it be about Batman trying to cope with fighting the Superman. Mm. 
and not keep jumping back and forth telling you know what oh, that's interesting. You mean, I, you mean like like the Dark Knight Returns, which they uh, they make exactly, a very point exactly. of trying to do. Yeah, well, and, and by the way, this is very close to that source material because uh, in Dark Knight Returns, which I always thought they would never really be able to effectively make into a movie because because uh, Superman is played as such a stupid idiot in <laughs> in that in uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. They did it. Batman or Superman was just as dopey as if he were getting his marching orders from the uh, 49th term of Ronald Reagan, uh, <laughs> like he is in, in Dark Knight Returns. Uh, let me just say this. This will be the most critical that I can possibly be about this movie. Okay. Batman versus Superman should make as much money as Star Wars. Whoa, hold on. You want, like, you want it to like, or you think it will or what do you say? It will not. And that is why it's a thundering disappointment oh you're saying that it by its very nature should be that yeah. kind of earner and it's not going to be and that's that's the real litmus test here i Batman give it your versus superman mm. should do more than avengers it should do more than almost anything else other than star wars because you just have so much love yeah. and so much interest in both of these characters for them to be seen together in the same movie yeah. With the first screen appearance of Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. There should be almost no limit in how much money this thing makes. It should be a contender for the highest grossing film of all time. And the fact that it couldn't beat Harry Potter is a disgrace. It's the not even going to be top 10, you don't think, at the end of all this, right? Won't even the, be in the top 10 grocers. The Oh, God, no. The fact that nobody's talking... About the fact that Superman dies at the end oh, today. Yeah. We should talk about that. Right? Yeah. Is embarrassing. The <laughs> fact that they gave away why you would go to see Justice League. Why would you go to see Justice League? To see Earth's mightiest heroes team up to fight something that would otherwise be unstoppable. Who was watching that? Where Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are all fighting Doomsday and saying to themselves, yeah, this is cool, but wait until Aquaman gets up in this. <laughs> then it's going to really go down. <laughs> Nobody. That's a really good point. I but, don't... You know, those are the three. It's, you're right. Do Batman versus Superman, have them go fight different things. Yeah. And, and then maybe have one little team-up thing at the end. But if you spend your entire ending fight sequence watching the three of these people go after each, uh, go after a, a big common enemy, then what else do you have? What do you have for Justice League? Mm, that's a really good point. I want to talk about where Aquaman pokes his head out of a coral. But before we do, we got Peter Fisher on the line. Peter, what's up? Uh, nothing much. What's on uh, I got two things to say one the pacing of the movie at the beginning was like watching two pacific ring rim jaegers tap dancing <laughs> wait, wait a minute i'm trying to re remember then the pacing of you know what i would pay to see a couple of big jaegers uh dancing it's, yeah but like a just a, one step takes like three minutes to do yeah <laughs> Well, he's a, he's a fan of the slow mo. That Zack Snyder, he likes that business. So I, I'm with you. I felt I think this the beginning of this thing was weird and slow and sloppy. And if current uh, comic book movies writers could be considered 15 year old comic book geeks, the Marvel ones are a regular comic book geek, whereas DC writers seem to be all emo comic book geeks okay so actually i have an answer for this or a point i want to make everybody talks about how uh the marvel movies are, are brighter shinier more colorful more exciting funnier um not taking themselves too seriously lots of inside jokes and so on and they're right that is exactly what it is uh they made a very dis uh distinct decision yeah when they took those properties and said look we're gonna get to start with with, uh, with iron man by ourselves not with somebody else, or I guess technically the Hulk in 08 was that. But anyway, we get to be Marvel Studios here, and we're going to do these things right the way we want to do them. We're going to make our cinematic universe clip along at a, at a rad pace, and people are going to laugh, and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think DC, for two reasons. One is they're traditionally the more dour approach. Uh, generally speaking, not always in the Silver Age they were a little goofy, but whatever. Well, no, I mean, like, like they're they're they have the most famous comic of all time, and that's Dark Knight Returns. And Dark Knight Returns is a very very dark property. And would you argue? So okay, so this brings me to my point: is there a valid is there a valued argument in that 
The Dark Knight Returns, the comic book from the 80s, as penned by, uh, what's his name? Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Uh, ruined ruined the DC universe by saying, well, what if it was all dark and stuff? Because up till now we haven't done that. Hey, but what about, what about this? And then Watchmen comes oh. along and then all this other stuff comes along. Alan Moore sticks his head in it. Like, did they, or maybe Christopher Nolan in a more modern sense, did they perpetuate this idea that everything has to be really dark, gritty tones and no one's having any fun in the DC universe because that's what fans expect from the DC side? No, absolutely not. All right. Like, that, that is a surface level way to look at it, but it doesn't put you in a prison. Mm. You know, uh, look at, you know, and, and I'd, be, I'd be all for the argument of, oh, uh, DC's grim, DC's dark, Marvel's light, Marvel's colorful, Marvel's jokes. DC is our this weighty issue of what is good, what is bad, when is death uh, appropriate, like, you know, uh, how do we meet out our, what kind of world do we want to live in? Marvel is, uh, hey, big, fun uh, uh, fantasy uh, uh, projection on the characters and, and, and a laugh while eating popcorn. Except for the fact that when I left Batman Superman, I went home and poured myself a tall glass of like six hours of Daredevil season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You could also say is physically darker, <laughs> i.e., less light hit the aperture, right? <laughs> than than Batman Superman, and emotionally darker. Yeah, that, that deals with you know what is the difference between the Punisher and and Daredevil, and when the Punisher is just shooting people in the face unrepentantly, mm -hmm. like that is way darker than what we're dealing with here. But these are developed characters; they are characters that are are have their own worldview and can express it clearly that mm -hmm. aren't asking other characters constantly, hey, what am I? What am I? Am, <laughs> I, am, I, am I a guy? Am I a god? I don't know. Like, you know I don't know it, why it, they thought that was so important to keep asking that instead of actually fleshing the characters out. You're totally right about it. And you or, can go, or, you can watch or, DC's or, own flash show. Put your clothes on. Hey, hot, hot news flash to any youngsters. I hope that, 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 that uh, the young impressionable kids that you saw that movie with you pulled him aside and said, hey, listen, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened in that movie. No more greater lesson than you need to learn with this. Yeah. Uh, a, to the ladies, if a guy tries to get into a bathtub while you're in it with all of his clothes on, please don't act like that's cute. <laughs> and number two, if you are a guy, please never do that. That's never cool, ever. That's dumb and stupid. Yep. And he had a cell phone in his pants, I'm thinking. So so here's here's the what I wanted to add to the or tack on to the end of that. Go watch. If those who haven't seen it yet, go watch DC's very own Flash TV series. It is the most Marvel-ass TV series ever made. Sure. It's more Marvel, I would argue, than the other Marvel TV shows that are on network television, not counting streaming yeah. or anything. But yeah. it is a happy, bright, funny, uh, interesting, optimistic, not dour, not dark, shiny red machine of goodness. And there's no reason they can't do that in films. If that's what people want... There's no reason they can't do it. They oh, also, yeah. there's no reason they can't make dark stories with better character developments, which is what your point is. No, no, I, like, I'm not asking for it to be Marvel. I want all. I want to paint with all the colors of the wind here, Scott. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm in for dark stories. I'm in for dour characters. I'm in for a a, a grim outlook on where we're going. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, just do it with a little care. Is all I'm asking. Okay, so like the caller said, it's a little bit emo. So. So if you can levy a complaint against the emo population, if they still exist, it's that they are dark and dour. They're like a dark, dour cake that's got really dark frosting on it, but inside it's kind of empty. Do not, do not. I will defend emos. You, you, you do not slander all emos, okay? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh... The, my mom sucks. She doesn't really suck. You you just nailed it, though. You just nailed it. It's not that it's emo. It's that it's adolescent. There you go. Often confuse the two. Nailed it. That's what the, I've been trying to say. You said it better. The, the, the Smiths are emo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it affects you when you are an adolescent. Right. But right. they are also telling they, that that is an art form exploring a certain level of emotion. The adolescent frustration with this movie is Superman can't find out who he is and he can't make up his mind, therefore making it hard to tell a coherent story. Mm. This fight that we are building up to, Batman has a clear motivation. Lex Luthor has a clear motivation, despite the fact that he might be the dumbest character in movie history. Uh, <laughs> but 
<coughs> it, what we build up to is realizing Superman realizing that he has uh, 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 the trap has been set by Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. He flies over to Batman to talk to him him into teaming up to solve this case. Yeah, he tries to say it once. Batman shoots him. Okay, fine. Uh, tries to say it twice. Batman shoots him. We are this entire fight is hinging <laughs> on a very adolescent idea of not cool, bro. And then they throw hands, right? It's not like Batman ever says, I'm not going to listen to a word you say. You're a liar. And then keep shooting. If that's the case, then Superman understands that he has to incapacitate Batman before he explains his case. That doesn't happen. Superman just goes like, stop flicking me, bro. And then comes after him and they do their fight scene for which the movie is named. Yeah. And, and, and that is where, to me, the story wears thin and, and you start to get... Uh, you start to wonder, okay, are you just doing this because you need them to fight? Mm. Are, are, could you not think of any kind of interesting way? Because again, if this is all taking from Dark Knight Returns, spoiler alert for a comic that came out 40 years ago, mm. uh, Batman is egging Superman into a fight so he can pretend he's dead. Oh, right. There's a reason why he's doing it. Yeah. He's not, he's not just doing it to try to kill Superman. He wants to, because he's kind of crazy, to prove to Superman that he can kill him, mm -hmm. right? But ultimately, he wants to go underground and stop being Batman, and that's, that's what that is about, right? Right, right. But, but you're right. The, the adolescence of it ruined it, and the adolescent result or uh, resolution, which is your mom has the same name as my mom, and everyone loves their mom. <laughs> oh, shit. That was so bad. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Who's this? I, 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 saw, I saw it with my buddy Brett Roundsville, the Amtrekker. Mm. I turned to him, and I made him confirm that I had literal tears in my eyes. <laughs> Crying over it. Uh, who's this, caller? Who's this? This is Brandon, also Triumphy in the chat room. Triumphy, thanks for hanging on, man. We appreciate it. What's up? Yes, um, call me a dirty millennial, um, but growing up on all these Marvel movies, these masterpieces that Marvel's been putting out lately, the character development is just so much deeper. Um, I mean, if you guys have seen, I know you guys have, you guys have seen the Civil War um, trailer where uh, where Captain America is beating up Iron Man. It's just like, it cuts deep. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, Batman versus Superman should have done the same thing, but it really didn't. So you, so it felt a little, well, like, like Justin keeps saying thin skin, like there was no, there was no, so, so Justin, let's discuss this. We're about yeah. to get Marvel's version of this fight, their version of Superman, who has always been Captain America and their version of Batman, who has often been Tony Stark, AKA uh, Iron Man. Uh, they're about to do the same thing. They're about to go head to head in a pretty major way. Yep. It's going to be a little more interesting because there's uh, opposing forces who uh, friendships are going to be divided and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's really Tony versus Steve. Uh, why is that? Why is that cut so much deeper? Is it because they've earned it with the other movies? Is it because they just know how to write this stuff better? We haven't even seen this movie yet. And I already assume it's a better fight. Well, because we believe we know them. Mm -hmm. I, we, we imprint ourselves on these characters. This is the fun part of literature, the fun part of fiction, the fun part of movies is that we look at characters and we think of, how we're similar and how we're dissimilar. We, we, we look in our own motivations and we see either a fantasy of, oh my God, I wish I was the playboy inventor that got all the chicks and flew around in the armor. Or, oh my God, uh, sometimes I feel alienated from our modern age and I wish that, uh, that my sensibilities were able to play out upon the world as Steve Rogers' is. Uh, the, the, the fact that we know and care more about Ant-Man than we do about Superman <laughs> is indicative of a larger problem. Yeah. If Superman shows up in Justice League, who do you think he's going to be mad at? Uh, if he if Superman shows up in Justice League? Yes. He's, let's, assume, let's assume that this entire, again... He's going to come back. Well, yeah. Okay, so again, let's assume that the five minutes this movie gave the most successful, best-selling comic book run in the history of the medium, <laughs> the death of Superman, that was jammed into and stapled onto the end of this movie for five seconds, let's assume that he comes back from it like he does in the comics uh, uh, just in time for the Justice League movie. Uh, who do you think he's going to be mad at? Uh, I don't know. Who should he be mad at? Because he didn't get Batman didn't kill him. Okay. Now, Ant-Man is going to be a part of Civil War. Yeah. 
do you think he is going to, uh, what do you think his interactions are going to be with Captain America and Falcon? Friendly and jovial. <laughs> he knows them. <laughs> oh, he I knows see. them. We got more <clears throat> about their relationship, the relationship between Ant-Man and Falcon and by proxy Captain America mm -hmm. than we do Superman and Batman. Mm -hmm. Then we do Superman and Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that say about story? What does that say about, uh, you know, how much our investment is? When I have more an investment in Michael Pena's character from, from Ant-Man, and I don't even remember what his name was. <laughs> All right, you make a fine point. And they've done this pretty consistently over at Marvel. They've earned that trust, I think. And this was, I think this was a real chance for Snyder and Cor company to figure this out. Because he's there. We're stuck with him, dude. If we want to see this this uh, Justice League movie, it's going to be a Zack Snyder joint. Him and his wife, they're producing, he's directing, Goyer's writing. Like, we're, we're in the same club. So if anybody walked out of this movie going, well, that sucked, but I'll bet Justice League will be great. I think two strikes and you're out in this case, right? You can't trust that third one. How can you? Maybe it'll be fun or interesting or occasionally exciting, but this is this was a chance to prove all that stuff, and they could and they and and I don't think they succeeded at proving it. I had a decent time, and listen, I'll say this like I said on Twitter: if you loved this movie, you're 100 percent right. If you hated it, you're 100 percent right. You said before the show, though, you think you have some objective truth that says that 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 would that would fly in the face of my theory that everyone is entitled to their subjective opinion about. I mean, Batman hey, listen, if, you, if 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 you dug the movie. Then my suspicion, unless you want to, unless somebody wants to have a conversation about, you know, my my criticism story wise, then you enjoyed it for reasons that were uh, about the characters and the action, and you found yourself invested in it because you looked at uh, uh, some of the characters and you enjoyed what you saw, and that's fine. You know, I I ain't here to call anybody you know names for what they like. That's that's you know the the best part of being a geek is is finding stuff that you can geek out about. Uh, all, all I'll say is that I, I don't really have a lot of excitement for a lot of these other characters, and uh, and I don't really have a lot of excitement for Justice League because if it's just going to be, I mean, because if anything, as we found with the Avengers movies, those if you can't, you're not going to push story forward. You're not going to push character forward in a team up movie, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's really hard, <laughs> and, and and oftentimes like with Ultron. When you try to do it and you try to invent reasons for us to learn more about characters in a movie where all we really want to see is how these guys interact under pressure, uh, then you make a lesser film. So uh, uh, if, if you can't get it right before, then hell, I, I can't see how you're going to get it right in the Justice League. Right. Uh, and it's funny because even as, even as much as I disliked uh, Age of Ultron, I don't. I'm not sitting here thinking, boy, I'm real worried about the next two Avenger movies, that two-parter. Real scared about that. If anything, I'm bullish on it because I think those Russo brothers are badasses and know what, know what they're doing. I mean, listen, Age of Ultron was a movie where I was like, hey, look, that chess player made moves that I wouldn't make. Uh, Batman versus Superman was a checkers game where they use sorry pieces. <laughs> Shoots and ladders. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, who's this? Hey, this is Ballin from Phoenix. Ballin, did you say Ballin? <laughs> no, Marlin. Oh, Marlin. Okay. I like Ballin. Yeah. You're oh, a real I baller. Feel in your opinion, Marlin. Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, you guys are just talking about how we're stuck with Zack Snyder even before Batman v Superman came out. Warner Brothers came out and said, no, no, Zack Snyder's our guy. He's going to you know, lead us to the promised land and give us all the Justice League glory that we are, we've all been pining for. However, I do agree with Jury that this ain't going to make a whole lot of money. Like, uh, at, at what point do you guys think, looking at the box office, looking at if it drops, you know, like a rock, do you think they still stick with Zack Snyder? Or do they take the ego hit and say, you know what, we're, we're going to go in a different direction. Okay, and, this, is no a fair, this is a fair question. So, Jerry, what's the, what's the cutoff for, for him? Justice League is happening with Zack Snyder. It's, like, going to shoot next month. Uh, so, you know, for them to delay it would mean having to reschedule all the actors that they've already carved out time for. Uh, you know, It costs a lot of money, is what you're saying. It'd be a very expensive. huge thing, yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, whether or not they are trying to rewrite it, whether or not you know he has less power in the ultimate, uh, you know, will we'll kind of remain to be seen. 
Uh, but I think that we this is a Zack Snyder universe, you know, and and that's just going to be uh, what it is. But I would not doubt it if, you know, number one, you start to see uh, declining grosses on the Wonder Woman film. You see declining grosses on the Aquaman film, on the Cyborg film. Uh, and then by the time that we get around to to Justice League that, uh, you know, it, it's not what it could be, which is a real shame. You know, it. it uh, I I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see on on what the what the grosses are for Batman versus Superman. But there are some some less than encouraging signs in terms of how much it probably should make in you know in 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 a in an abstract of how much does a you know we talked about this when when Star Wars came out. Not to keep going back to that, but like Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, a Revenge of the Sith, and we're not going to get into whether or not they were good or bad movies. Let's just say that they weren't as good as they could be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so they made less money. Episode seven was about as good as the safe track to that movie could be. The best executed safe track of what to do for an episode seven uh, with great casting. And it was the highest grossing domestic movie of all time. Yep. It's like that, that I think, you know, for Disney, that's what they look at. They look at, we talked about last week, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones should be a top 10 domestic grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, these, you know, the Marvel movies of the Avengers franchises the, the, believe you me, Disney wants Avengers one to make more money than star Wars episode seven. Yeah. And they're going to do everything in their power to do it. And uh, that's what it frustrates me about Warner brothers is that they seem very, pig-headed in, in like, no, this is this direction that we're going in and these are the people that we're going to do it with as opposed to, you know, kind of giving the people what they want. Well, which- here's what I would say about next week because next week is a big determiner about how what the longevity is of Batman versus Superman. And I'm, I'm in agreement with you that it's not going to do anywhere near the numbers that they need it to be or that it should, should hit. Either one of two things will happen. Either something opening will take its place, but I don't see anything in there that probably will. There's a lot of small movies coming this next weekend. God is not dead. Two does open on open on the first, so there's that. Uh, I don't know what that does nationally, but uh, Zootopia I think will end up being back in first place. That movie. Uh, oh, man, that would be apocalypse. It really would be bad for them yeah. because and, and a and, not, and not, it's a not Disney the movie. X-Men villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it would not be. It would be. It would be Disney once again screwing Warner Brothers, but in a movie that's got nothing to do with you know all the competing interests of comic book movies. And I, was, I would be shocked if that happened. Well, that movie's been real strong, dude. I don't know. I mean, they'd go, they'd have to go from 170 million down below like 25. In in general, you normally see a 50 percent decrease week on week. Mm. It made 166 million dollars, which means that we would be looking at 80 million dollars next week. Mm. Right. So then, what did Zootopia make this week? This week they did twenty four million. So yeah, you're so right. I, I don't That's think a big dip. it's going to make that. Well, then it looks like it may hang on. Um, it may not hang on at numbers that matter in the long run, but it's going to hang on because there's nothing coming. I'm trying to look here. Dark Horse, a couple of hundred percenters, but these are like very small independent films. Uh, yeah. There's no. Let's see. Yeah, there's nothing here that's like, oh, the next big blockbuster is right around the corner. So they've all given they've all given a little bit of width to the to Batman. This and is Superman. also fairly early. Yeah. You know, traditionally it's like mid May or 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 late April that you start to see the summer movies kind of roll out. This is this is early. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for for that. But uh I don't know, man. I mean, it always bums me out so much when we talk about just like like movies that you know we we can't just talk about how rad it is you know yeah well we'll get that opportunity we've done it before we'll do it again stuff's gonna come up and we're gonna hit those and we're gonna go oh man wasn't it great that warcraft exceeded everyone's expectations or wasn't it great that you know uh, civil war somehow managed to cram that huge arcing story into two hours or whatever it may be we're gonna have those opportunities but here's the deal you really hated it and called it hot garbage on my text (laughs) <laughs> I didn't hate it that much. I had fun. I didn't feel like I wasted my money. But I'm not going to tell anybody and try to convince them that this is that I think this is a good movie. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. it's average at best. It's kind of B. It's a B movie in story. 
and it's triple A in 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 money. Like they spent the money, the effects are great, the the fights are cool, but it's just frosting on an otherwise cake full of cat cat poo. Like it's just not a great cake. But that I mean, frosting looks good. To, to me, the biggest the biggest loss is potential. Mm. That's that's what what I am disappointed the most in is that we don't get a uh you know we don't get the superman that we want you know maybe it's impossible these are the two most iconic characters they stand above all the rest there's superman there's batman and then there's Stop. everything Stop. else yeah we had a good ant-man movie we Stop. did that's Stop. my point that's my point that's my point my point exactly you, nobody knows about ant-man nobody reads those comics Ant-Man comes out and they go, whoa, what is this? This is great. I really like this. I thought this would be dumb, but no, this is great. You've exceeded my expectations for a thing I had no expectations for. Our expectations for Batman and Superman are colossal. No, 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 no. Stop. That's ridiculous. That's you would. uh, Yes. So is Star Wars, right? (laughs) They seem like they were able to do it with Star Wars, like. That where they were recasting half the people, people the characters that you don't know to, to live up to and fall, uh, you know, follow in the footsteps of the most iconic people on the planet. I think that they're, they they're, they should be able to do it with Superman, right? It only gets harder to do a movie when people have a oh God, an Ant Man movie, really, a <laughs> Thor movie, really, like. That's harder. An Aquaman movie? Are you telling me it's easier to do a good Aquaman movie, so, uh, Aquaman movie than a good Superman movie? Uh-huh. Absolutely not. That's a ridiculous <laughs> argument. Okay, fine. Let me talk about Aquaman, and then we're gonna we're gonna pimp a few things and then go. Yeah. Aquaman poked his head through some coral and got the fan service for whatever he's gonna do. Right. So during this film, he's they're watching some video footage. <laughs> I like Jason Momoa a lot. I think he's a good pick for this, actually. I think that that's an interesting way to portray that character. And I'm, you know, it's fine. It's totally fine. But I could not get past the idea that Jason Momoa does not like to be filmed underwater. Yeah. And he's Aquaman, mind you. Just keep in mind, he will be playing Aquaman, literally Waterman. All right. And and the shot of him in there looks like my eyes hurt. They're burning. I hate this. Hurry up with this take. I got to get the hell out of this water. And I couldn't get that out of my head the entire time. So, so now I'm a little less bullish on the potential of a of an Aquaman movie and making that work. But anyway, it just cracked me up. He made a face like, "Holy shit, this hurts! I don't want to be in here anymore." Yeah, I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, we are rapidly approaching the nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> I can feel my mom whispering it behind me right now. She's you not know, it's it just. Uh, I think Jason Momoa is a fine actor. I liked him in Game of Thrones. He's he's friends with Michael Rooker, so uh, that's a fun thing to know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I, it, it's it's it's. I I just I, I'm having a hard time saying. Oh, this core story is so good. I'm really excited about the extremities. <laughs> I am actually excited about Wonder Woman. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna paint that in too much black paint i'm actually pretty excited about that watch that i don't know why watch that watch that teaser thing they did which one the the her movie where it's set in the 30s or whatever where they show yeah where they show clips from her solo movie. i haven't seen it yet i'm nervous too is it bad it's it's not the movie that i would have done (laughs) dang it I mean, I, I, they're setting it up in in Batman Superman that like the the people that that picture is about. I assume is yeah, they're from this other movie. I didn't see Chris Pine in that photo, but he's in there somewhere. I don't know if he's modern Chris Pine or old Chris Pine. I don't know. I think uh, yeah, he's like in the he's Belgian. He's Belgish. Really, Chris Chris Pine is in that. I movie? don't know, or maybe he's American. I mean, it takes place in Belgium, right? That yeah. was the whole thing. Yeah, an American in Belgium. Better movie, better title. Uh, anyway, we'll see. That's all coming up. Uh, when we get closer to those, of course, we'll talk about them on this show. What is this show you're, uh, we're talking about and referring to? Let me just tell you where you need to go to get all our freaking details before we uh, pimp some things. Go to uh, Hotline Monday over at the Frog Pants site. That's frogpants.com slash Hotline Monday. All the links are there. And keep that number handy, 801-895-4724. Justin, let's talk about uh, the uh, – oh, I'll tell you about this real quick, and then we'll, we'll move on. My other show, The Morning Stream, which you're on every Tuesday. It'll be on tomorrow. Uh, we've been around for now 1,009 episodes. For the thousandth episode to celebrate it, we created a bunch of mugs, a limited run, thousand episodes, only time you could get them. We sold out very quickly and immediately and then realized we had oversold. 
rather than to call the people who were late and say, oh, sorry, guys, you're not getting it. Here's your money back. We didn't want to be the, uh, the bearers of disappointments. We've made a fresh order and we want to let everybody know that if they're still interested in those, this really is the last of the limited set. We did two orders. That's all we're ever going to do. Uh, go to frogpants.com slash store and pick up those mugs now. All right. Tell me about CreateCon in Orlando. I hear you and uh, Schwitty are going. Well, yeah. So Gary Weinzerl of uh, the Angry Chicken is putting together a one-day con in Orlando. It is July 30th. Uh, it's called Create Con. It's going to feature live performances uh, by podcasts you know and love, including The Angry Chicken and Night Attack. Uh, I think we're going to close it out. But it is that Saturday in Orlando. If you were in the southeast, it uh, it's going to be rad. It's it's only like 150 people. So uh, so so uh, you know, get your ass to Mars. July something. What's the date? July 30th. Yes, July 30th in uh, beautiful downtown Orlando, Florida. Funny enough, it was where one of my favorite places to go as a kid while I was growing up. Oh, no way. Yeah. So now now I returned. (laughs) Finally. Street Station. That's awesome. Uh, All right. What else we got? Uh, Twitter, Hotline Monday. That's the the account. Follow that. Also, Justin R. Young and Scott Johnson. That's also the thing to do. Uh, Oh, gosh. What else? Email us, hotlinemonday at gmail.com if you want to. And a reminder, that number, you just got to hang on to this number. It's all about you and your live calls. And thank you, everybody, who called in today. 801-895-4724. We'll be back next week with a fresh episode of Hotline Monday for me and for Justin. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. show is part of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this broker <laughs>